But Dad, isn't it time for illegal ham in the face? But, but, but bro, where's the banjo? Buddy, I am that fat guy. We are here with Legal Him the Face. We have a great show for you today. We are going to talk Browns and Steelers. The Browns won and moved on to Kansas City. We are also going to talk a little bit later about our Buckeyes who got uh, trounced by Alabama. And I'm getting messages and stuff, so that's my fault. Uh, we're also going to get into our foods for the week. Uh, we're going to talk about what we had for playoff food and transition into something else. And then we are going to get into our top three NFL stadiums that we would like to go to other than Cleveland Browns Stadium. Um, also, we are going to, um, what was the other thing I wanted to bring up? Well, I can't think of it now. So it really doesn't matter. So right now I got my cousin Vinny with me right now. What's going on, Vin? Hey, good morning. All right, so Big Bri, we got to call in here in just a second, so let me get Big Bri in here. And I finally got Big Bri on the horn. What's going on, big fella? Hey, man, I'm doing great. How you doing? I'm doing good. So uh, so what do you think of this uh, wonderful weekend that we had? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm still sleeping, I think, because uh, it worked out perfectly for me. I couldn't have asked for anything better. It was awesome. That's great, man. All right. So we are here in the show. All right. We're going to do our shout outs. So you got some shout outs, bud? Yeah. Uh, let me shout out, first of all, the the drink, that the beer that I was drinking for the Browns game. It's from Platform Brewing Company. The beer is called Muni, and it's, a, it's an IPA, I guess, but uh, it doesn't really taste too hoppy, so it wasn't bad. What drawn it, drawn, drew me to it was... Uh, the fact that it's Browns colors, the can, and it says uh, the craft beer, official craft beer of the Cleveland Browns. So it brought us good luck. Um, I'll have to pick it up again. Second shout out. Let me shout out my wife because she, before I met her, she wasn't a giant Browns fan. She didn't watch many sports, and uh, she got on board. She was uh, she was catering me around all over uh, town on Sunday night. Get me my victory cigar after uh, after we won at twelve thirty at night, and so yeah, it was awesome. I mean, I, I was I was going nuts. I didn't know it was like an out of body experience. I couldn't believe it. All right, so Vinny, you got your shout outs this week, brother. Um, actually, shout out to uh, Copy Max. Um, I had a that's a... right. Yeah. Tell tell Big Bry about it. He hasn't seen it yet. Oh, I can't wait to show you, Big Bry. We have yep. uh, I have a pro football uh, Hall of Famers back from the 60s and 70s and stuff like that. My mm-hmm. uh, father found it downstairs in his basement uh, when I went to go visit him, and I wanted to kind of bring it back. I wanted to get it uh, laminated and stuff, and uh, it looks amazing. Very happy about it. So um, I just brought it over, showed uh, fat guy here today. 
what it looks like, and uh, I can't wait for you to come, come back into the studio here and see it. Dude, it's cool. amazing. It is absolutely amazing, bud. It's pumped to see it. Oh, it's pumped. Yeah. Brought it right back to life. Is there uh, right. anybody else there, Vin? Uh, no, that's about it for me. All right. So I have got to shout out my beautiful, beautiful wife. She got us our illegal hand to the face banner. All right. Yeah. And it's hanging up proud behind mm-hmm. us now here at Fat Boy Studios. I sent some pictures out on Facebook and on Twitter. So if you guys want to check those out, go ahead. Uh, Facebook page is Legal Ham of the Face. You can find us on Twitter at Ham Illegal. Okay. We have all of our content, all of our stuff there, and everything we're doing. Like tonight, the fat guy is going live on the Browns table with yeah, Craig Fountain and Jason Hand. But what Craig doesn't realize is I hope that he doesn't listen to this before, which I doubt he will. Uh, the big man from the cheap seats is going to chime in two cents. The nice. juice from the cheap seats is going to chime in his two cents. Papa V from Curb Appeal is going to chime in his two cents. So let's put it this way. The fat boys are taking over the Browns table tonight. Are Cowboys fans allowed on the Browns table? Well, he actually called me. The best story I got from this whole weekend, and I got to tell it now, is Juice called me. He video chatted me on Sunday night while the Browns game was going on. Mm-hmm. And he goes, I've never seen a Browns fan kind of celebrate, so just you know, hear me out. Let me watch you celebrate. What was great <laughs> was my TV was about two minutes faster than his. Uh-huh. So every touchdown, I'm just going absolutely crazy. He goes, stop it. I haven't watched it yet. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded like that. That reminded me. I heard uh, Stefanski say something similar that his uh, he was quarantining in his basement and his uh, his family was upstairs watching the game and they're – their feed was like thirty seconds ahead of his, so oh, he yeah. could hear them celebrating before uh, before it even got to them. So it kind of gives it away. I've been that guy at the bar where you notice one TV is slightly ahead of the other ones, and uh, you kind of pick up on it and you start following that one. But uh, yeah, it stinks. But hey, as long as you're cheering, it doesn't matter if it's thirty seconds, two minutes ahead. No, it does not. Uh, also got to shout out, obviously, Craig for uh, putting us back on the Browns table. He likes us for some odd reason. I don't know. I haven't figured that one out yet. <laughs> uh, also, also want to go through, I put this on Twitter earlier in the uh, week, last week, and I wanted to thank everybody that has come on with us. You know, we've had Jarvis, we've had Jay, we've had both Kevins, we've had Lauren, Tubby, Phillips, Joe Bear. I'm probably forgetting a whole bunch of other people. But, you know, you guys that have come along with us, we really do greatly appreciate it. And, you know, don't ever think that we don't forget the episodes with you guys in it because we laugh a lot. Uh, I mean, we still <laughs> remember with uh, Big Play Dave how he thinks that I like ice cream and sausage gravy because mm-hmm. he couldn't you tell do. that. Well, I do, do. but. <laughs> you do. You'll never live that down. You do. Oh, you're such an asshole, right? <laughs> <laughs> Now Dave knows. Now he knows. Now he knows. <laughs> All right. So, Bry, it is my turn for the trivia. Yep. Okay. And our trivia is brought to you by Papa V and Curb Appeal. You can find him at curbappeal419.com. And I want to play some fancy trivia music right now, but I got you on the phone instead of Zoom, so I can't do that. Okay. So, what we're going to do is this Brown's trivia is brought to you by that fat guy to Big Bri-Bri. Mm-hmm. I need you to name me the year that the Browns won 
their last time in Pittsburgh. In Pittsburgh. Okay. In Pittsburgh. So Gosh, this year is right. gone. So you got to think back. When was the last year the Browns won in Pittsburgh? Okay. All right. I got you. All right. So let us get ready for the show. All right, Brian, let's get into this football game. We had the most amazing, magical thing ever to happen here in Cleveland. We beat the hated Steelers on their home turf in the playoffs and not beat them. We smacked them around, Brian. We smacked them around. Smoked them. Smoked Smoked them. them. Like, we were sitting there, I, I told you, we were watching the game, and I texted you after the uh, fumble and the interception and all that. They were up, like, 21 to nothing. And mm-hmm. I was still a little buzzed, and I'm like, hold on. Did I just get drunk and pass out into my dream in this, or mm-hmm. what's what's going on here? And then I realized I really wasn't that buzzed. So I'm like, oh, crap, this is really happening. So what did you think of the uh, game there, big fella? Oh, man, it was... It was awesome. It was one of the best sporting events of my lifetime. Um, I haven't felt that way since game seven of the NBA finals. It just had, for whatever reason, to me, it had that magical feeling. And it did not disappoint. And unlike the finals, we could almost start breathing after that very first play. Yeah. Because... That that was that was the perfect. You could not ask for a better start to a football game as NFL team, college team, high school. I mean, for them to get the ball first and 15 seconds into the game, you're up seven nothing. Uh-huh. It, it was just, <laughs> yeah. I, it was it was a gift from the gods. I don't know <laughs> how to explain it, but after that, I mean, I guarantee it. It had to. Like all the fans were relieved after that, it had to just raise this giant weight off all the players' backs and say, okay, all right, now we're playing from ahead. And now they have to start scrambling. They're a little flustered. It was like the roles reversed a little bit. Oh, yeah, it was it was unreal. Like, you know, as you and I were talking throughout the game, I, you know, I had family, I had, oh, my Lord, I had so many people blowing up my phone. I even had juice. Juice video called me and just, you know, giving me a whole bunch of crap. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, I didn't even know how to react. Like, that's how bad it was. Like, it was almost, it was almost like watching, okay, let's say uh, Michigan or Ohio State. I'm not including the different teams, but watching a college team play, like, not anything bad, but Akron. And just like, it's, it's next thing you know, it's like, oh, okay, touchdown. Oh, another touchdown. Oh, an interception. Big right. Ben had what? Four interceptions? Four. Five. Four interceptions, and he I want to say he turned the ball over four times in the first, like, 20 minutes of the game. Mm-hmm. It was unreal. Like it was just we kept getting gift after gift after gift, and more importantly, we turned those into points. And the other thing is, is it was everybody. Poor Augusta got an interception. Redwine got an interception. Who was it, Jackson? Or Taki 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 got one to kind of close it yeah. out. So um, I mean, <laughs> and some guy, I thought Port Augustine tipped it to himself, but some guy named Taylor, oh, yeah. who I think I think he uh, he blocked the field goal a couple weeks ago. He's been playing <laughs> his butt off. He got his big paw up there, 
And yeah, poor Augustine looked like Odell Beckham for a second. Like I, I couldn't believe it. Like when he caught it, I'm like, he didn't catch that. The yeah, next no thing way. I know, yeah, right. I'm like, I watched the replay. I'm like, get out of here. And then that's when I started going nuts. And then that's when my wife yelled at me to calm my ass down. Uh, you know, because everybody, was... everybody was asleep. And what's really funny is she actually woke up. <laughs> she woke up to go to the bathroom, and she looks at me, and I'm standing looking at the TV, and it's like almost halftime. And she goes, "How are the Browns doing?" I'm like, "They're winning." She goes, "Oh, what's the score?" I went. 35 to 10. She goes, yeah. what? I'm like, I don't know what's happening, honey. I, I, right. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. I don't know what's going on. I don't know if there is a divine power that came down. Actually, I know what the divine power was. It was Juju running his stupid mouth. When are these people going to learn? And guess what? Even Claypool's running his mouth afterwards. Right, right. And that's, like, oh, they're about to get smacked by Kansas City. Dude, right. you just got smacked by the... Uh, the Browns is the Browns is what you got smacked by. That's such a millennial thing for him to do is, uh, uh, yeah. Okay. They kicked our butt. So what? No big deal. They're about to get their butts kicked this week. Like, I <laughs> How does that make I, you feel better about your theme? Am I out of like the lingo, the lingo there with the clapped? What the hell is the clapped? I don't know. Now everybody's doing it. I guess I, I thought people from, Notre Dame were a little smarter than that, but I guess I give Notre Dame too much credit. Well, we both do. That's why we both hate Notre Dame. Um, so, I don't hate them. Yeah, you do. You have a rivalry yeah. with them. Yeah, you do. Just sure. a minute. A minute. So, Jim Harbaugh. Jim... <laughs> no, we won't get into that. Okay. That's terrible. My yeah. bad. Yeah, there you go. Keep it positive. Positive today. So Baker played his ass off again. Baker, yeah. Chubb showed up with a... What a fifty-yard touchdown pass! Mm-hmm. A yep. pass. Yeah, and he the had one another. person, and the one person that I got to give kudos to, first off, rookie left guard Dunn, who came what? in, right, right, who, who filled a hole. Wyatt Teller for just blowing up everything, and Kareem Hunt. Kareem yep. Hunt carried three Pittsburgh Steelers from the six in the end zone. He also <laughs> daggered him again with another run in the end zone. Kareem Hunt came out there like he was on fire. Yeah. And he was not going to let this team beat him. And that's the great thing about the fire and ice between those two is Chubb just goes out and runs. I love Chubb's uh, exit interview with uh, uh, Aditi talking about everything. He goes, oh, yeah, coach was there. I couldn't really hear him, though, because, you know, it was so loud in there. We were dancing and singing. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> It was that will to win. Kareem Hunt's will to win. And how awesome is it for these guys? We're happy for the whole team. Don't get me wrong. But these guys who grew up Clevelanders, grew up Browns fans, Kareem Hunt, Mike Prefer. Yes, yes. Are you kidding me? I mean, that's the type of stuff that that fairy tales, that movies are made of. This hometown guy, last second, called to step in. And he has one of the biggest wins, for sure the biggest win of the last 30 years. Thank one you. of the biggest wins in franchise history. I mean, for sure, since we we stopped winning titles, you know, oh, yeah. 60 years ago. The other thing I want to bring up is how the Browns have touched everybody. You have players from old to new chiming in. You had Birdie. You, had, you even had uh, Danny Shelton said something. You had 
All these really? other, yeah, you had all these alums that haven't played for the Browns or played on the crappiest teams of the Browns, and they still said, you guys deserve this. Great win. I mean, it was unreal to see all the emotions from everybody pour out. Like, I wish I wish I could see Joe Batonio's face when they won. Yeah. I really mm-hmm. do. I wish mm-hmm. I could have been there with Joe Thomas and just did a stone-cold beer chug with him. Like, I mean, you think of these guys that had to go through everything and the downfalls and all this stuff to finally get a playoff win against your rival mm-hmm. against your rival of all people and it just it felt right right it felt like we have finally done with the tanking done with everything else and it has finally come on the other side mm-hmm. that's where you mentioned that's where the magic started for me was um you know being an eight o'clock game, it kind of sucked because I knew I was going to get way too excited, way too early. So I tried to keep myself busy leading up to that. And uh, I bet you you were drunk I by kinda, halftime. Yeah, well, I, I it was it was a steady climb, and then but maybe about four five o'clock, I started seeing all these messages from uh, these short video clips. Uh, Phil Dawson, oh, yeah. burning. Uh, Webster Slaughter getting fired up, uh, Kevin Mack, and it got me fired up. And I was like, all right, because I had planned to take a nap beforehand. And I'm like, I was going to be late, so I'm going to need a nap. I couldn't do it. <laughs> I was, I, I wanted to run through a wall, and, I, man, I was so ready. For did you see your boy Eric Metcalf with the victory cigar afterwards? No, I oh, did not. Oh, man, it was glorious. Did he really? Oh, yeah, he had the victory cigar. He's sitting there. He goes, this one's for the Browns and just puffing on it. <laughs> We were at Simpatico. I was I was on my back porch at one o'clock in the morning having a victory cigar. So bless bless your was, wife for putting up with you that day. Oh yeah. Oh right. And she had to work the next morning. And I said, "All right, let's just stop at this gas station, see if they have any cigars. I don't care if I have to celebrate by myself. I'm not going to bed right now <laughs> <laughs> because it was it was it was that special. And you know, texting with. Family members texting with friends I haven't heard from in a while, and it it was it it felt it felt special. Oh yeah, and I'm it was so unreal. glad the Browns were able to hold up their end of the bargain because it's a night I'll never forget. Even though, eh, second half I kind of started forgetting some stuff. <laughs> that was the thing, though. It was from the first snap. It was a party. Oh, yeah. After that, it was just, I mean, that whole first quarter was a giant celebration. Me jumping around, going nuts, high-fiving everybody, high-fiving my nephew and my little nieces, and they're staying up past their bedtime, and (laughs) me just going nuts and not believing a single second of it until the final uh, whistle. All right, so Vinny, Vinny watched the game, right? Oh, yeah, I did. So, Vinny, how was your experience? It, you know what? Um, right away, it was it was absolutely fantastic. We actually joined in on the game. I got uh, my fiance and her youngest daughter actually to watch it with us. And it, Ashlyn was saying, "Listen, I don't want to go to bed, you know, at all." Like she started laying down on the ground in front of the TV just to watch every last minute of that game, and it was fantastic. She. Uh, um, you know, I, I, I was still a little worried. Uh, Eva, my fiance, she started celebrating, you know, probably about the five minute marker. And I was like, 
Listen, you don't understand. You know better. We 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 have lost a game with zero seconds on the clock. You know, right? <laughs> that that kick six. Dwayne Rudd. Holy jeez. Oh yeah, Dwayne so, Rudd. <laughs> so I was like, you know, we're not celebrating at all yet. You know, let's let's see this thing through. And just about with a minute left, I was like, yep, okay, we got this. Yeah. You know, they they great interception there at the end of the game and that, that right. sealed uh sealed the deal right there so if you if you find us on twitter i retweeted jim donovan's final call of that game mm-hmm. and to see the oh, look oh, on his face and doug deacon the smile right. that doug deacon had sitting back it was unreal like i'm i'm getting goosebumps right Vinny, look mm-hmm. at those goosebumps oh absolutely i'm getting goosebumps right now I, just thinking about me it me too like it, you know, everybody. There's grown big crying, and it, I know Big Ben was crying. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about Big Ben. Like <laughs> we're talking about all the people that just endured so much. And this is why I tried to explain to Juice because he's a Cowboys fan. I'm like, when you have been through so much as a Browns fan, to be on this side of it is a whole different feeling, and it's mm-hmm. not a a joy. It's not a it is almost like you're riding unicorns and jumping over rainbows. Like that's where you're at right now. Like it is, it is a euphoria that you will never experience as a fan. And that's why I, I tried to explain to Juice, and he's like, "Well, we we've had our bad years." I'm like, "No, no, 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 no you haven't." I'm like, "You right. had you've had Tony Robo, yeah, right? We've had Johnny Manziel, okay? You've had Des Bryant. We had Dwayne Bow, like." Thinking mm-hmm. back of all the players that you've had that we've had, all right, you've had people to root for. We rooted for the team because it was the team. <laughs> like we didn't have those top tier talent, and now there is top tier talent on this team, and it finally showed up. And mm-hmm. all you Baker haters, every Baker hater, shut up because since week eight, that kid has been almost perfect. Mm-hmm. He has one interception, and I think right now he is up to 22 touchdowns with one yeah, interception right. since week eight. So you guys right. cannot say one word about Baker. It is not Baker. All right? Uh, it, you know, as Browns fans, we've been wandering through the desert for 25 years looking for water and have not found – Maybe a drop here, drop there, but we've never quenched our thirst in 25 years. And for them to get over this hurdle the way they did, they squashed. It was an absolute mountainous of a hurdle. It was humongous. Go ahead, coach. Clear that and Mm -hmm. put to rest all the misery. Let's see here. No head coach. No offensive line coach. No backup offensive line coach. Yeah. Wide receivers out. Joe yeah. Patonio out. You're a Pro Bowl left guard. You're all pro right tackle getting hurt. Getting hurt in the first series and then going out. So, Kendall Lamb, thank you for filling in and doing a great job. Mm-hmm. Baker, yeah. hold on. That team led the whole NFL a longest streak in sacks at like 70-some-odd games. They'd get at least a sack a game. They didn't give up one sack. That offensive line didn't give up yep. one sack. Absolutely. I don't know if they gave up a hurry even. Yes, they did. There was a couple of them that he threw at the feet of a couple of players. But, yes, Baker got the ball out quick, though. He really did. Like, he he took two steps back, and it was out. (laughs) 
I remember them talking last week when we played the Steelers, obviously. And yeah, you're right. I remember them talking the first time they got a sack, like, well, that extends their uh, streak to so-and-so many games. And I'm like, that's unbelievable. I, I mean, you don't think a whole lot about it because it's just one sack, but it's like, holy cow, that's a long time. And you're right. Yeah, we didn't give up a sack. And we had a couple backups. And it's truly that offensive line is next man up. And it's just unbelievable how it runs like a well-oiled machine, even without the engineer, um, Bill Callahan. It, it was just it, – it's something special. That offensive line is so special. I saw a blurb on there that actually said that Baker was throwing at about the same speed. It was like 2.17 seconds from, you know, right there in the pocket. Uh, You know, and that's uh, Ben Roethlisberger's average that he typically gets that ball out. And when Baker was able to start matching it, the game just, it completely sped up so much more. And it, it really made the Browns pop. It, it it was the perfect game script mm-hmm. for the Browns. And as a Browns fan, you could not have wrote this a more perfect uh, uh, way that it played out because for Big Ben, a guy who's absolutely killed us the last couple decades, for him to look so bad, for him to be crying at the end of the game, like I told you earlier, I almost felt bad for him. You but can't. Then I you can't. Of, you can't feel bad no, for them. They gave no. us so much shit for twenty years. You cannot feel bad for them. I thought of the misery he's put me in. I thought of the type of guy he's been in the past. Maybe he's changed now, but uh, yeah, I don't feel bad for him one bit. No way. Yeah, go cry yourself to a couple hundred million dollars in retirement because yeah. I don't give a crap about you. Get the heck out of. Here. As a matter of fact. As a Browns fan, I hope they bring him back next year because he is done. He's not going to do anything for them anytime soon. Let them waste that defensive talent. I even thought I heard today that Pouncey is going to retire. Did you hear that? I have not heard that yet. I, there was a, there you, was a pitch. You know, I was kind of MIA today it. when it comes to that kind of stuff today. <laughs> yeah. So if he's done, there's you know their guys are getting old. I mean, they have a good. They have talented guys on the defensive end. Roethlisberger's set to make more money next year than any other player in the NFL. Well, and that's the thing, though, is uh, <clears throat> it's not guaranteed money. Yeah, and, and I'm because sure I think this this is the end of his contract, their, isn't it? Rework it. Well, they got to rework it because I guess everybody in Pittsburgh was crying about this game, and even the uh, radio people were talking about telling Big Ben to take a pay cut. So they could, it's unreal. Hey, how the shoe fits on the other foot, Brian. How the shoe I have fits. never, right. I've never in my life can remember a team tanking so hard at the end of a season after such a phenomenal start. 11 and 0. And then they lost five of six, was it? Well, what you what did you tell me? That 11 and 0 was against backup quarterbacks. It was against crappy huh? teams. It was luck out wins. So you really didn't even know what kind of Pittsburgh team you got because it was just, it was fluky. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't like a true eleven and zero start, right? But and, and what I what I kept saying was eleven and zero has never meant so little because it it, it, it meant nothing. And once uh, 
once they lost to Washington, they kind of exposed them for what they were. And I mean, right now they're not a good offense. No, they, they have talent at wide receiver. They're not great. They're not hall of famers. They're not even all proers, but they have talent. Yes. Other than that, you know, if Pouncey's gone, their offensive line, they couldn't run for a crap. And so they're going to struggle a lot. And I don't think they have a whole lot of cap flexibility and not to turn this into an all Pittsburgh segment, but uh, it's, it's just so satisfying because I think what I'm saying now is the rivalry is the Browns and the Ravens and the AFC North. Yes. Pittsburgh's an afterthought. You know, it's really we'll bad. see what Joe Burrow turns into. Well, what's you see if they if the Bengals get an offensive line, guess what, Pittsburgh, you're sucking high tit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get down to the bottom. That's exactly what Enjoy it is. Enjoy that yeah. for a while because the Bengals were good with Burrow in. They were competitive. They were good. They don't have an offensive line. They couldn't protect him. But if they get an offensive line, watch out because uh, you have now you have Lamar Baker and Joe Burrow in this division and a aging big Ben with Mason Rudolph as his backup. So Pittsburgh's going to be scrambling here soon about what they want to do. But the you great thing, the great thing about this, Bri is this win right here, this win against Pittsburgh. We are nobody's doormat anymore. Mm-hmm. Browns is the Browns. We are not anybody's check Mark on their schedule. We're not anybody else's little bye week yeah no more this proved right here that the browns are relevant they're real and they're coming and they're going to come every week that they play Uh this was i mean it cannot be understated how huge of a win this was for the browns and just like I said, climbing that hurdle, the Pittsburgh hurdle, the winning in Pittsburgh, we'll get to it in your trivia. They haven't won in Pittsburgh for a long, 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 long time. They haven't won a playoff, uh, a road playoff game in something like, God, I, I swear I heard it? something like 50 years. Yeah, it was like in the 60s, wasn't it? Which is absurd. I, I hear you. I hear you. It's just so – yeah. Right, like you said, we're no we're nobody's check mark now, but we are checking off so many boxes to where we don't have to hear that from the national media or talking amongst ourselves like we haven't you know, done something? this since this year, we haven't done that since that year. It's all it's like wiping the slate clean and I I knew just by making the playoffs we took a big step forward and by winning a playoff game against that team who's held you down for so long in their stadium. I know there were no fans, but whatever. I don't care about that. That is just another – we're skipping steps now. We are skipping steps, and depending on – I'm ready. I don't even need to see the Kansas City game this week. But, uh, I mean, we should be considered as one of the Super Bowl contenders at the start of next year. You know, I, I yes, we should be – you know, granted, we're, we are running into a uh... – a wonderful buzzsaw that is the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, but that's that's exactly what playoff football is. You are in the Elite Eight. All right. Yeah. The Cleveland Browns are in the Elite Eight and you're playing the number one seed. Why not knock them off? Why not knock them off? Because guess what? You've shown you got the talent to right now 
And guess what? You know how to beat Kansas City? Don't let their offense touch the ball. Mm-hmm. It's it's uh, it, like you said. There's eight teams left, and it's if you think of the company we're in, the company Baker Mayfield is in as a quarterback with Tom Brady and Drew Brees and Pat Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers. It's it's mind blowing to think that okay, this is his coming out party. This he has arrived. He's been disrespected, and I mean, we're finding out that that's when uh, that's when Baker plays his best. We've known it all along, but he, like you talked about earlier in the show, the the streak that he is on and how he mm-hmm. takes care of the ball—that's what won us this game. They had five turnovers, we had zero. I mean, end of story mm-hmm. right there. If you're gonna win the turnover margin by five, you have no business losing the game. You will win. 98% of the games that you play. Oh yeah, and I I I hear you. I sent you I sent you a message. That was me. That was uh Craig's son made a hype video that was unreal and you got to watch it because if you haven't seen it yet, uh look up uh at Ham Illegal. I retweeted it. There is a hype video it has Stephen A Smith and it has all the ESPN guys saying the Browns haven't done anything. And it goes into I, Vinny and I watched it, oh, yeah. like it, unreal. This kid's fifteen <laughs> and made this video, unreal. Wow. Kudos, bud. Kudos. Wait. Mm-hmm. All right. So obviously we got to beat the Kansas City Chiefs if we want to do anything else, and it's tall task. Mm-hmm. But sure. with our run game, I think we could do it, Brian. I think we could control the clock. I think we could keep them off kilter. The only thing that scares me is our defensive secondary. It's it's not impossible. I mean, were we as Browns fans, as Browns players, we hope they have the same mentality. We're playing with house money. Exactly. Nobody thought we'd get this far with everything going against us last week, with everything going against us this whole season with a first-year coach and Baker Mayfield, who most people wrote off. I mean, let's just go out there and play free. And it's going to be, don't get me wrong, it's going to be a lot more difficult to get turnovers against Pat Mahomes and the Kansas city chiefs, but it's not impossible. No. And that's what we're going to have to do. We're going to have to take care of the ball. And once again, be an opportunistic defense, you get your hands up, you tip a couple balls. Those are 50, 50 balls. You go get them. I mean, that changes the whole complexity of the game. And I think the roadmap to victory for the Browns is, similar to what happened in the Pittsburgh game. You have to come out with your hair on fire and you have to come out and you have to take it to them. The difference between the Steelers and the Chiefs are the Chiefs can come back on you even if you're up 28 points. We saw it last year in the AFC championship game or AFC playoff game against uh, the Texans where they were up like, I think, 24 to nothing. And the Chiefs ended up putting up 50-some points after that and just routed them. So we're going to have to stay aggressive, but the Chiefs haven't been great. They've been very good, and they've only lost one meaningful game this year. They haven't been great the last week, month and a half probably, because they're winning their games by one score. They're not blowing teams out. So I don't know. I'll I'll take my chances. You tell me at the beginning of the year that we were playing in the second round of the playoffs against the Super Bowl favorites. Give it to me. 
I love it. I am with you, buddy. So let's, you know, something. I'm not even going to get into Kansas City. Let's get out of this. We're going to win. We're going to win again, right? We're going to win again. Positive. And the thing, the thing is, if you beat Kansas City, you replace them as the Super Bowl favorites. Mm-hmm. They're the favorites right now. You knock them out. Oh, you just beat hey. the favorites. So if we win this game, I think it's very realistic to think we could be celebrating a championship, which hey, doesn't even make sense if, to say right now. If a dream but, uh, can only dream, the Cleveland right. Browns versus the Baltimore Ravens in the AFC championship game. Handle your business this week. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I, I love it that uh, – I love it that we're double-digit underdogs because, once again, nobody's counting on you to do anything. And, hey, let's just go out there free-spirited. Let's make some plays. We're not playing an all-pro team. They have their flaws. Their defense is very good. Their offense, we know what they can do. You can't get beat deep by Tyree Kill because that can be a bad break. You can't do that. and They're not going to give up anything deep. I can almost guarantee you that they didn't do it with with Pittsburgh. They're not going to do it with uh, Kansas City. They're going to keep we, everything we, in front of them. We got to be getting Denzel back, right? We should be getting Denzel back. Also, with everything else that's going on, we should be getting a lot of other people back. So this is like is a bonus. Batonio, do we? I mean, Batonio for sure. Batonio should be back. You have Stefanski should be back on Thursday. You have it, it is everybody should be back for this. So fingers crossed that this happens. But yeah. we're going to do our scores right now for Kansas City. The only reason okay. why is I picked a late second Cody Parkey. Cody Parkey went eight for eight. There you go. On his Cody. kicker. There, boy. He's back in the big time. He's back in the and, limelight. In what I was commenting with my brother, every time he kicked an extra point, I mean, we sometimes take those for granted, but all of his extra points were dead center, right down the middle. And so that's got to give him. Uh, confidence going forward. Oh, exactly. And, Big Bray, I love you, my brother, from another mother. Mm-hmm. You and Vinny bought me a bottle of Cleveland 88 whiskey. Yeah. For me winning everything, and I greatly appreciate it. Mm-hmm. So I'm going, to, if- I'm going to show you the bottle. There it is. There it is. Yep. For winning the Pick'em that we have done so far. So, thank yep. you, buddy. Well, what other uh, what other gem did you tell me that Vinny found? Oh, we have some bubbly. If the Kansas City, he's got the 1946 Cleveland bubbly uh, yeah. that we are going to pop open at some point in time, probably after they beat Kansas City. I'm not going to lie. If yes. they beat Kansas City, we're popping Absolutely. that thing open. <laughs> also, before we get even further... Uh, I texted Big Man. We are all on for Friday night. So Friday night. If you, if anybody that listens to this wants to see the Fat Boys in action, the Fat Boys and Cheap Seats podcast are going to do a live show Friday night, eight thirty p.m. on Facebook Live. You'll find it on the Illegal Ham the Face page. You'll probably find it on my page. If you know me, you know me. And cheap hand party. Cheap hand party, too. Part two. And we're going to have everybody. We're going to have Juice. We're going to have Big Man. We're going to have Big Bry. We're going to have my cousin Vinny. We might have other phone calls in. All right? All right. So we're just going to oh. do one big-ass show. 
It's a hell of a time to be a Cleveland Browns fan. Yes, it is. I got people texting me and everything now. So, they're still blowing up my phone. I don't care. I don't care. Let them blow up my phone. <laughs> All right. So, Brian, we got to get into, uh, obviously, my, my Buckeyes got their ass kicked. All right. You want to do uh, picks now. Well, okay. So, I pick uh, Browns. I'm going to go 31-24 Browns. Wow. Yep. Okay. What about you, big fella? Well, after um, after seeing what our offense is capable of, and I know we're not going to have five turnovers, but I think it's going to have to be a shootout. And so if we're going to win it, we're going to have to control the clock. But uh, that offense, it's something to, to mess with. And don't forget, um, Joe Woods, our defensive coordinator, has experience going against Kansas City in the Super Bowl last year. Don't forget, Green Hunt's got something to prove. Yeah, he does. Right? He said it's personal. He said it's personal. So I love that mentality. Um, Joe Woods, I think for three and a half quarters last year, they handled Kansas City. And I know we don't have the horses that uh, that the 49ers have, but we we need to show up and we need to play. And we know how to do it. And so I'm going to say Browns 38, Chiefs 34. All right. So what my cousin Vinny doesn't know is uh, Jay called in last right. week. And <laughs> he he tried to give us a 27 to 24 score. And oh, we yeah. said that shit was trademarked because of you. <laughs> And what's really funny is I asked you for the score. You texted me a day later. Yes. And you said 27-24. Absolutely. So, with that being said, are we going to get another 27-24 Browns? I don't even have to tell you. I already have it written down. Do you already have it written? It is 27-24. Well, Brian went to the bathroom, I think. But it is 27-24 <laughs> Browns. There's another Absolutely. one. Absolutely. All right. So, while Brian's gone, I'm going to talk about my Buckeyes. My Buckeyes got shellacked by Alabama. Uh. That is probably got to be the best team I have ever witnessed in college football. And I, you know, some hats off to Alabama. They played a great game. That wide receiver, if he is not in the top five, people are stupid. (laughs) Unreal, Bri. He had 12 catches for 215 yards and three touchdowns in the first half. Yeah. Uh, that he's, kid, he's, and he's not even supposed to be the best receiver on their team. That Waddle kid right. was right. Waddle, Waddle, Waddle. Before he got hurt, he was supposed to be uh, the first receiver taken off that team. He was supposed to be a top ten pick, and so it's just crazy. It's crazy the talent that uh, that Alabama has. We could be looking at one of the best. Uh, offenses in college football history. It was um, it was unreal, Bri. Like I because... I sat there and watched it, and I actually had to watch all of it because our boss <laughs> gave me crap because I took today off because you took Monday off for the Browns. I took today off because of the Buckeyes, and my I, boss uh... goes, "Did you actually stay up for that whole thing?" I'm like, "Unfortunately, I did," <laughs> and I did, and I I you know something? I had juice blowing up my phone saying SEC and all this other hate and. Uh, and I said, you root for Kentucky, shut up. They won't even last in the Big Ten. He goes, it'd be the second right. best team in the Big Ten. And I laughed at him again. So, you know, <laughs> you got all the SEC love. And I, I get it. Oh, Princess is here. Oh, boy, oh, Brian, Princess is here. But, um, you know, it was a weird year. It was mm-hmm. a COVID year. 
It was a whole bunch of other stuff, but hats off to Alabama. I mean, they unreal, unstoppable. I like when I think Alabama, I think more defense than anything else. Mm -hmm. They flipped a script, and their offense is unreal. Right, right. I mean, with Mac Jones, with Najee Harris, with the Heisman Trophy winner, with all the other weapons they had. It was almost it, it was going to be a punch for punch, and honestly, Ohio State punch didn't get there. Yeah, it was. It it reminded me maybe a little bit of last year, to where there, thankfully, uh, college football got it right despite all their flaws and everything, and the best team ended up winning the championship, like last year with LSU. Nobody, oh, yeah. proved that they could hang with LSU. No. I was looking, uh, you know, last night at Alabama's schedule after they won it. I said, you know, they just did their business and handled their business against Ohio State. And I was wondering, like, yeah, but who did, who else did they play this year? Were, Florida. They weren't even they weren't even tested. The only t- the one game they were tested was Florida. Yeah, that was it. Every Got other it. game was a blowout. It was right. a like a seventeen or more uh, victory. Unreal. And so. And they did that. They beat – I was looking back. They beat five – and this will go to Juice's uh, point. They beat five top ten teams. They beat half of the top <laughs> ten, which is unreal in a shortened season. And so, yeah, I know Buckeye fans are hurting now, but um, they, well, you, you got to just tip your hats to them. The great thing about being a Buckeye fan right now is per sources – Michigan extended Jim Harbaugh for another five years. Yeah. So that's you'll trade a a national championship loss for five more years of Jim Harbaugh, right? Five more years of Harbaugh. Bring it on. We don't get political here, but five more years of Harbaugh. Can he bring his brother John on as the defensive coordinator? He needs to bring somebody on. I, what is Michigan thinking, Bri? This is your team. I don't. I don't. They're 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 so weird. I, like, they're very I, weird. I don't know what they're I'm thinking. Not, and I'm not saying he's not a good coach. It's just it seems right. that he is just he he can't do it there. He has been declining for the last three years, and usually somebody like that, you might get one or two years of declining uh, production, but for them to extend him is just. I don't know. How many times are you going to have to get embarrassed by Ohio State for you to say, you know what, maybe it's not worth it. I know you went to school here. I know you're a quarterback, but we're moving on. So I don't know what they're thinking. I'm sure there's politics involved because it just doesn't add up. If you want to be a football powerhouse to bring a guy back like that, you're just you're spinning your wheels. What, what the heck are you doing? Well, Brian. We're here close to the end of the show. Do you want to do a food topic or because we got about, where are we at? We're about 40 some odd minutes. It's up to you. Well, let, let's do a little. What'd you have over your, you wanna... uh, let's, let's hit up your playoff, playoff well, spread. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like I was talking about earlier and, uh, I went over to my brothers and it being an eight o'clock game, we weren't going to do anything big. So what, your brother allowed you over? Groups. What's that? Your brother allowed you over? He allowed us over. He, oh, yep. I mean, thanks, uh, big bro. Yeah, only only special occasions. Uh, and one 
playoff game for the Browns every 18 years would categorize as that. And so we had uh, meatballs. My Ooh. sister-in-law made delicious Were family they your recipe meatballs? meatball. Very similar. Very similar. Okay. Because your meatballs are amazing and your wife hates you for them. I know. Right. Sorry, honey. It, um, two ingredients. We also, you're done. We also did the uh, buffalo chicken dip, oh, which is nice. staple, and it was so good. And finally, uh, it's like a cheat. It's a baked brie. It's like a, a bread bowl with like brie cheese in the middle. And I think there's something else. There's some sort of fruit on there, too. I don't know if it's cherries or whatnot, but that went well with uh, with the beer. Mm-hmm. It, it was it was fantastic. It was funny because my brothers taught his uh, three-year-old son to bring beers whenever they start getting love. Yeah, I'm sorry, Bray. So, A little background noise. So he, he kept the beers flowing. He kept the beers cold and... Uh, yeah, I went up there at halftime and chowed down, and like I said, it was a party the whole time. It was awesome. I, it was so much fun watching that game. I want to do it all over again. So, Vinny and I were at Pool League earlier in the day. We played at Bar 30, which is off of uh, Brook Park and State. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's correct. So, it, it's a nice little bar. I mean, it's the food that came out looked really good. There was a lot of fried food flying out uh we had a whole bunch of cocktails we won an eight ball we lost an eyeball mm-hmm. like we always do um <clears throat> and we got to the point where we were like you know something let's get out of here let's get some food so we went to rallies love rallies. all right mm-hmm. so they had a two for ten big buford meals two okay so you got the big buford small fry coke ten bucks Remind me again, what is the big, what's on the big Buford? Buford is a double patty. It's almost like a double uh, deluxe cheeseburger. cheeseburger? Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. But it's a super cheeseburger. Well, the Vinny thought that was just all for me. Yep. <laughs> and I ordered the two for three spicy chicken because yeah, it's delicious. Big. And then they have mozzarella sticks, so I had to get those as an appetizer. Mm-hmm. Well, then Vinny goes up and gets the two for five rally burger. Double rally burger. Double rally burger. Cheese. Yeah, which nice. is a little smaller than the Big Buford. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we're sitting there. I'm like, why did you get those? He goes, well, he goes, I got those because I thought you said you were going to eat. The-. I'm like, no, I got a meal for you and a meal for me. And then I got the <laughs> spicy chickens on top of that. He goes, well, we got more then. I'm like, still, it came out to like 15 bucks. It was wow. amazing. Oh, it was, yeah. It was, it was like awesome. $18 is what it came out to. Yep. <laughs> so we're driving home. So this is what I had. So I got... So I told Brian I pre-gamed way beforehand, and I got home, and I started eating. By the time I was done eating, the Browns game started. So I kind of sobered up there at the end and got to watch it. Oh. Oh, yeah. So I I did it opposite of you. So that's what we we did. compare notes. That's what we did for the Browns. Also, we got a a listener request. We have our boy Ronnie Mm -hmm. sent me a picture of this pepperoni bread. And I'm going to send it out on Twitter here a little bit later. All right, and probably Facebook. He got the, he said you guys talk about the meat to bread ratio. All right, and he, right. I got this pepperoni bread that was dog. I said, all right, well let me see it. There's two pieces of pepperoni in this thing, and the rest was bread. No, oh, it was horrible. It looked horrible. Well, the rolls, and I'm sitting there, I'm like, what are you doing? Like even my wife, 
who is from pepperoni bread country in West Virginia, said that that looked horrible. Because they do it different down there. They actually do like the full sticks. Oh, really? Yeah, so they do a full stick of pepperoni and the pepper jack cheese, and they make it like an actual roll. So, like, you know, the like okay. the dinner rolls that you get at... Um, yeah, roll it up. Yeah, instead of bread. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. how they do it down there. And it's... <laughs> it's good so, stuff. is your wife going to listen to this episode? Um, I'm probably going to say a hard no. Uh, okay, so but you can baby. be honest and tell us what's better. That pepperoni rolls or... The traditional ones that uh, Ohio has to offer. I'm not going to lie. West Virginia pepperoni rolls are the best. They are. Those ones? Yeah, I don't know. With she, the stick? Yeah. It, it's Get unreal. out of here. I swear to God. It's unreal. Like, when she brings them back, they're like crack to me. Oh. Absolute crack. Like, I will just... It's almost like jerky. Remember how I go to a convenience store and I'll eat jerky? When mm-hmm. she brings those back? Because the reason why is I heat up a little bit of spaghetti sauce and I dunk them into yep. spaghetti sauce. Yep. I'm calling my uncle. My wife, You're calling, okay, so Vinny's chiming in. He's calling his uncle. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm calling my uncle. My, my uncle wa- makes the best my... pepperoni bread. All right, so here we go. So we are going to have a pepperoni bread challenge here in Legal Ham of the Face. I, I got one for you because uh, my wife will buy um, there are the croissant rolls. Um, oh, yeah. Pillsbury croissant oh, yeah. rolls. Roll them out, and then she'll take uh, just slices of pepperoni. And she'll also take uh, string cheese. And she cuts the string cheese up Mm. to like one inch sections. And then she kind of, like you were saying, she rolls it all together. And then then you have like these pepperoni bread nuggets. And you just dip them in the marinara sauce. Yeah, we're going to have a a face off with that. We're going to have a face off with that. Uh, My My mom still makes uh one and one a i can't choose between my mom used to make pepperoni bread and it would let the bread rise all day long and the anticipation i just couldn't handle it as a little eight-year-old it was so good though oh god i love you all right so we are here at the end of the show we got to do our trivia bride so i asked you when was the last time that the browns won in pittsburgh can you give me an answer uh I think I got it. Um, I'm not sure if I'm forgetting the year since then. So I was a freshman at Toledo in Parks Towers watching this game. It was a Sunday night game. It was Tim Couch. It was the brown jerseys, orange pants, I think. Maybe white jerseys. And the year was... Had to be since I was a freshman. It had to be 2003. There it is. He got it, yep. folks. Wow. He got it. Yep. 2003. Nice. Think about That's that. That's crazy. 2003 was the last time that the Browns won in Pittsburgh. So Unreal. we've lost 17 straight games in Pittsburgh. Well, what was the tie? Was the tie our home opener? Yeah. Okay. Was, well, yep. Home that, for there, us. Yeah. Yep. That was the last time we won in Pittsburgh. Wow. So unbelievable. We, we're going to get into our top three here, and we're going to do. Yeah. Three per person, okay? So I'm going to go first because I rarely go first. We are going to do our top three NFL stadiums you'd like to go to to watch the Browns, all right? Mm -hmm. So my number three, ding, um, because I don't feel like getting the sound effects out right now. Sure. Uh, My number three, Lambeau Field. There you go. I would love to go watch the Browns and Green Bay, all right? Mm -hmm. My number two 
Can I can I ask you a question? Yes. The Lambo the Lambo Field. Is it do you have to watch it in the frozen tundra? Does it have to be a snow game or can Oh you, no, it's got to be a snow game. It's got to be a snow game. Like can't because feel we your don't fingers, get snow can't games feel anymore. Your nose. Yeah, we don't get snow games anymore unless it's Buffalo okay. or there. That's the only time yep. we get snow games. Okay. Uh, every now and then us. Uh also okay. I want to go to New Orleans. As my number yeah. 2. I want to go to the dome and check out the dome. I've never been to it. I've been to Indiana. I've been, you know, I've been over there in Indy and I've seen that one. So, eh, kind of nostalgic. And my number one, and I just want to check it out because I am going to Las Vegas. I want to check out the you new do? Las Vegas uh, Raiders Stadium. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Allegiance. Is that Stadium. more because it's Las Vegas or more because of the structure? Uh, more because of the structure and it's the Raiders. And I heard they got great tailgate. Really? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I guess. I they mean, could. who they wouldn't want to a tailgate a in Vegas? Do they have uh, slot machines in their stadium? I wonder. <laughs> We're about to find out. You want to go? <laughs> I'm so down. I've never been to Vegas. Neither have I. Vinny's been there Vinny? like six times. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've been there quite a few times. I enjoy it. Have you ever won there? Um, on machines or at the tables? No, but mm-hmm. uh, I have uh, in pool. You know, shooting pool three times. You know what he did? I've gone to Vegas. Yeah. He went to the roulette table, put it all in black. I did. Well, that that I did win. <laughs> I did that. I think it was my so you... my my second year in Vegas. I put three hundred dollars on down on black, and I ended up luckily hitting it. And uh, yeah, I, so I had six hundred dollars to spend. <laughs> so you are you are no Nick Papa Giorgio. No, <laughs> I wish I was. That'd be <laughs> awesome. So uh, Brian, let's get to your top three, brother. Okay. Uh, well, similar to you, I start out number three, um, just because of the historic aspect of it. It's got every NFL fan. I feel should probably go to Lambeau Field and just see what it's about. I've been to Buffalo, and I think it was kind of similar atmosphere. Buffalo is kind of weird because their stadium's kind of out in the middle of nowhere, it's, but it almost, almost has a college football stadium feel to it. It's almost like it's almost like Wrigley Field or the uh, right. like Fenway or Augusta. Like the, right. that, that's like your. It's always going to be there. So, all right, go ahead, Brian. I'm sorry to interrupt. Yeah. Bro. Well, and and also what goes hand in hand with Lambeau field is the tailgating like you were talking about. And it sounds like Lambeau field is kind of in the middle of a neighborhood. Like from what I've heard, you just, you walk into somebody's house and you're at a tailgate and then you go to their neighbors and you're at another tailgate. So it sounds pretty awesome. I mean, we're used to, uh, to the downtown feel of Cleveland Brown stadium, but it's almost like maybe Richfield Coliseum a couple years ago with the Cavs. Yeah. So yeah. I hear you. That sounds like an awesome, uh, environment. My number two goes kind of along with what you would think. Um, uh, and it goes with the city, maybe more than the stadium. And that's, uh, Tennessee Titans. Oh, I yeah. love, uh, you've been there. I before. love the atmosphere down there. Yep. So, and, but you love it, Nashville though. Right. And, but what's cool about, I've been to a couple games there. It's Nashville is such like a transplant city where people move there from all different areas of the world or of the country, at least. And, um, 
So when the opposing team comes in, there's no real hardcore Tennessee Titan fans. So it's almost like when I went down there anyways, the Browns fans took over the city and you're just walking up and down uh, Broadway, high five and Browns fans. So that was pretty cool. There was even like one parking lot that almost turned into the Muni lot. It was just so many Browns fans. So I love that. But um, the only thing that could top that would be my number one. And that's a, a stadium I haven't been to. And that's, that's Jerry world. I oh, love Dallas. Love Jerry world. I, I want to visit Dallas. I've never been. Um, and just to see the massive size of that stadium, I think, I think there's one in the world like that. And so I got to see it. <laughs> All right. So by cousin Vinny, give me your top three, brother. Uh, coming in at number three, um, Allegiant stadium in Las Vegas. Definitely. And, nice. uh, yeah, for the same reason, you know, I've been to Vegas so many times already. Um, you know, I'd love to go see theirs, you know, being the new team and stuff like that as well. I think that'd be a real, uh, a real treat to go ahead and see. Um, I, I actually cannot remember my number two, uh, if I actually went to the stadium or not. I feel like I have because I spent so much time there, but, uh, you know, it'd be kind of eerie, I think, to see how quiet uh, Gillette Stadium would be uh, in Foxborough. <laughs> You know, mm-hmm. oh, that a boy. New England. That a boy. So, you know. That's because be... you're a Patriot. Hold on, let me mute this. Patriots fan. <laughs> Think I should let it back one now after you said Gillette Stadium? That's fine. Yep. Oh, sure. Yeah. All right, you're back now. You know what? You know what? For how eerie it is, come on. You know, uh, no Tom uh, Brady uh, no more. Hold on. He's still talking about Tom Brady. I can't do this. Well, he said Tom Brady, so uh, we can pass that through. All right. All right. So, uh, go ahead. All right. All right. <laughs> I'll just move on to my number one then. Um, honorable mention only because, you know, I heard you talk about, um, uh, new Orleans and stuff like that. And, and being in a dome, you know, I'd, I'd love to see a dome stadium too. The stadium that came to my mind was actually Atlanta. Oh yeah. Uh, going Georgia. Down to Atlanta. <laughs> right. You know, right. They got a nice little casino over there too. Uh, from what I understand. All right. Look at um, this. <laughs> uh, my number one, uh, absolutely. You know, I'd, I'd love to go to the bill stadium. Oh yeah. Show out snow. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Got show the table. snow game or not you know whatever What's set that? yourself on fire yeah oh, yeah you know <laughs> be like the fat guy i saw on twitter that jumped into the table and broke his leg dumbass yeah mafia did you see the one where the guy threw a kid on it what no oh no. my god it started making rounds so this guy got his kid he had to be one years old if that all right mm-hmm. picks him up they have like a little baby play table with a cake on it and a mattress underneath, and he just kind of like lobs his kid into the table. I'm like, dude, that kid's one, and you're throwing him into a table? Wow. Like, where is Start the murder. parenting on that? Like, at least I give my kid like a stone cold stunner, like, let him know what's coming. <laughs> like, I don't just throw him into a table. Jeez. Get him ready for the punishment of being a Bills fan, I guess. Jeez. <laughs> All right, boys. So we are here at the end of the show. Uh, we want to thank our troops, we want to thank our first mm-hmm. responders. Vaccine is coming out and moving around. I got my boy that had the vaccine who's down in Georgia. Love you, Joe. All right. So let me know how it works so I can take it at some point in time. Let's hopefully get back to normal. Right. Mm-hmm. All right. This, who knows? This time next year, we could be talking about a home playoff game for your Cleveland Browns that, that has 70,000 people. That is true. All right. So, Vinny. 
tell these great folks good night. Hey, have a great night, guys. All right. Bye, man. Big bride. Give them a God bless. God bless you. God bless America. God bless those Cleveland Browns and suck it, Kansas City. There it is. I am that fat guy. We are Illegal Ham of the Face. You can find us at Ham Illegal on Twitter, at Facebook at Illegal Ham of the Face. You can also reach us at Illegal Ham of the Face at gmail.com. We are uncorked, unloaded, and we're out. Thanks. Thank you.